space, you know. Not cool off, you know. And all I'm saying is like, spoil me with your consistency. Always remain the same you and you have to worry about a different me. Yeah, I ain't your boyfriend. We gotta understand it. Titles for soap boppers. Why is you so combative? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I cannot complain. So let's get right to it. Are you single or are you in a relationship? I am engaged. Mm. Good yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. How long have you guys been together? Almost nine years. How long did it take him to propose? Seven. Why so long? Um, not that that's a bad thing. That's not what I'm implying. You know, I think that he had a lot of growing to do. I had a lot of growing to do. I don't think that we were in a place where it made sense for us to do that. And, you know, I would get antsy in the beginning. And then I got to a point where I was like, "Eh, I don't know that I want to be tied down. And then it all worked out in the end. So I think there's a lot of things that played into the seven-year stint. Well, that, and I think that you really don't know, you have to be with someone for a good three to four years before you know all of their nuances and people have, and and I don't think people intentionally hide things. Some people do, (laughs) but I, I think that, you know, you have certain things come up and you see how that person handles these situations. Absolutely. In fact, yeah, I would... Not to discredit anyone else, but I think anybody that jumps into an engagement or a marriage within a year or two of knowing somebody, I would love to see the stats on whether it's successful or not, because you don't know somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I was learning things with him five, six years in that maybe bothered him that I didn't know before or things that he wanted to do or liked to do that maybe bothered me and we just learned and learned and learned and there's no way you learn somebody within a couple of years. You Not don't. at all. Mm-mm. I agree. So how did you guys meet? We met through a mutual friend. So it was just a kind of mutual hangout, um, going out, socializing, coming to the house. I ended up inquiring about him through said mutual friend and turns out he kind of was inquiring about me at the same time. And we ended up exchanging numbers and the rest was history. So were you looking? No. So it just happened? Yep. Naturally, like it's supposed to. Yep. In fact, I was pretty fresh out of my previous relationship. So definitely was not looking. That's why I'm a huge proponent for don't seek. Don't Let seek it find somewhere. you. Let it find you. Yeah. Absolutely. So what attracted you? What was, was it... Um, was it his looks? Was it his personality, his stature? I mean, what was it that drew you to him? Well, I think anybody, if they're saying it's not, they're a liar. I think anybody, the initial attraction is appearance. Most definitely. Right? You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to look at you if you're an Ugg mug. I'm just, oh, I mean, nice, if your teeth, if, you're, if you only have one, one good tooth. <laughs> but, um, No, I think the initial for anybody is laws of attraction, right? You Mm -hmm. see the physical and then you're intrigued. And, you know, I've done this in the past where I go and I'm like, oh, that man is fine. And then I start talking to him and I'm like, "Uh -uh, no, your all physical appearance went out the window at that point. But the initial attraction 
is physical. Is physical always. I agree. So what is most important to you in a relationship? Trust and communication. I think, you know, if you don't have communication, you don't have anything. And if you don't have trust, you really don't have anything. Um, So I think it's very important looking back over the years with, with my fiance, it's very important for anybody to kind of set the tone once you start looking to, okay, I'm interested in this person or I want to grow or be in a relationship with this person. What are your do's and don'ts? What is your triggers? What are you willing to accept and not accept? And having that honest communication up front. And then you obviously grow and go through situations as the years go. But being upfront and honest about what you want and what you're willing to accept and not is is huge. And I think also that, you know, you mentioned triggers. It's you have to be patient Absolutely. When you encounter said triggers and you have to decide whether, you know, like you said, is this something that's acceptable? Is this something that we can work through and, right. and you know, continue to build? Right. Yeah, that and, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, when you look at any situation, you know, it, I think especially now in this decade and generation, a lot of the reasons for, I personally believe, divorces and the divorce rate being so high, there's a couple of reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into, but primarily, people are so easy to quit, you know, and some one little situation happens and they're like, eh, throw in the towel. And I didn't get to where I got to with my fiance nine years later because we didn't have any issues in nine years. I mean, you know, that's not what true relationships or true marriages consist of. So, so this is my thought on that because I'm a runner. Yeah. I have shoes They're They are actually tied together with the laces Mm -hmm. and they're they're on my shoulder shoulder. all the time. Yeah. But this is, this is my thought on that. Is it because we are quick and we settle and then two or three years down the road, we go, Hmm you know what, this is really, I didn't look at this as Mm -hmm. thoroughly as I should have. Now we've hit this bump. Mm -mm, Doesn't work for me. Well, that's why I think, right? Like goes back to what we said in the beginning. What is a deal break? What is your deal breaker where you're not willing to compromise yourself and your values and having that communication when the time is appropriate with that person to do so. But the other thing is, a lot, you have to be patient, right? A lot of people come from different walks of life and they have different issues, if you want to say, through childhood, through adults. Different compasses. Different experiences, yes. And so I can tell you, you know, me and my fiance come from two totally different walks of life. I mean, completely. You know, he had things that I didn't have. He had, you know, a very tight family dynamic you know his parents have been married for many many years and he had that kind of situation that he could look up to and know how those things work I did not you know there's there's very vast different reasons and things that I don't understand why he would respond this way but unless you're really honest with yourself and your partner's really honest with you They have to have that communication so you can say, okay, put myself in that person's shoes. And that's how you kind of work through things. Just like him with me. He's been very patient with me through the years and things I've been through where 
things would happen and he always would say, I don't understand why you respond this way or why you have so many trust issues or why you shut down. You know, I shut down for everything. If something happens, I wall up. And so how does he get you to communicate during those times? We have to, it's taken practice. It's taken a lot of practice. It's taken him kind of having to talk to me, right? And I've done with him because he's not a good, he's not a good communicator or wasn't, you know, he, he has really evolved into that. And that's been him and I providing each other with feedback and stability and security and different things we bring to the table. But, you know, I, it's all about the trust. You know, I can have, something that I would never share with anyone else because I think, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. But I can go and tell him that and I don't feel any, you know, I know I'm not going to be judged. Right. And it's funny because over the last couple of years, right, multiple years in, he just started saying, and he'll say it to me, I never knew and understood really why you did certain things, but now I do. He, so he learned me, he learned my history, he learned my past through experiences with me. Which takes longer than a year. Which <laughs> takes a long time. And he was able to put the puzzle pieces together and say, okay, wow, like, I know she's going to take a little more time to do X, Y, and Z because this is how she grew up or this is what she went through. Her trauma. Right. Right. Correct. So, you know, let's let's... Put the brakes on and back up a little bit. Beep, beep, beep. We touched on the divorce rate being high and people easily quitting and, and just calling it quits. Do you think that social media, I know that uh, when women went into the workforce, the, the divorce rate skyrocketed. And now, I mean, you're, I, I don't even think that the marriage rate is even high anymore. People aren't even getting married for the most part. Do you think social media plays a role in that. Absolutely. I think social media is the devil. I think social media opens doors for people that maybe are going through things or maybe they had an argument and it's an easy way out, right? I think there's a lot of people that um, sit back on social media and you know, think about it. If you're casually liking a guy's photo, right? And you're thinking there's nothing of it. You just, oh, like, and then that guy starts liking your photos. And next thing you know, he's in your messenger. And it's a conversation that went from zero to a hundred. And you subconsciously open that door that you didn't even realize you were opening. And now you're so far deep into this situation that you didn't initially maybe intend to right. happen. Right. I think it's, I mean, we personally, we have Facebook and that's the only social media platform we have. We don't have Instagram, Snapchat, nothing. And has it ever called it, caused issues? Yes. Yep. It, I, I'd, I'd be lying if I said it didn't, you know, both on both ends, you know, it's just, it's very easy to get in that, oh, life is hard right now. You're going through something. Here comes a really handsome person or hot girl in your messenger and, you get sidetracked and derailed. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, well, I didn't mean for it to happen. And I'm I'm a firm believer on people make mistakes. We're all human. You know, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. The problem I have is when you work through that issue, if it's something that you say, okay, this is workable and it doesn't compromise your self-values as a person, um, 
if they keep making the same quote unquote mistake, it's no longer a mistake. It's a choice. That's a choice. Definitely. Definitely. So do you think there would, and, and I've had people say, you know, I don't think, I don't have my, my relationship status made public on Facebook because I try to keep it private. And, and I've often thought to myself, are you keeping it private or are you hiding it? So how far into your relationship did you guys share with the world? Because that's what Facebook is nowadays. It's the world. Did you share that status? Um, it was probably a couple months into when we made it like official, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long. Um, and I think that just depends on where you are, right? So if you're officially in a relationship and you're exclusive, why would you not? You know, right. you can be a private person um, and ha- and not tell anybody your business. But if you're involved with somebody, you're spoken for, you're taken, you're exclusive with someone... Why would you not? What are you hiding? Right. At that exactly. Point, right. Um, now, if you're casually dating someone for a couple of months and it's nothing really, you're just dating that person off and on, but it's not technically official, if that's what we want to call it these days, that's different, right? I'm not going to go post that I'm exclusive with you if I'm casually just dating you. Right. Right. So I think it depends on where you are. Where you are in the relationship. So let me ask you this. How would you feel if your fiance said, you know, Facebook is is becoming a problem for me? I I think that we both just need to do away with it. Um, Or do you think that's where the trust comes into play or lack of? I think it depends on what triggered the situation, right? If let's make up a false story. If there was a guy or a couple guys that were constantly liking all my stuff or commenting on all my stuff and then it was like out of the blue well, you know, this is a problem. We need to delete it. Well, no, we don't because that's your problem. You know, let's talk about it. What makes you uncomfortable? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Let's address. What's the root cause of this, right? Now, if something imploded and there was a massive situation, so to speak, that was unraveled because of Facebook, that might be a different thing. Hey, okay, we're talking about it. We've agreed we're going to try to work through it. But in order to work through it, the first step is we need to take a break and we need to remove, you know, this platform for a while. Right. I think that's something that's fair. Um, but again, Facebook also, prov- and that's the reason we have Facebook and nothing else, because I can connect with family that, you know, I wouldn't see on a normal basis or talk old to friends. old friends, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of news media that pops up on Facebook. So there's other things that we use it for too. You know, my daughter's a competitive dancer and I get a lot of updates and things on that page, you know, from Facebook. Right. So I think it depends on the situation you're in. I agree. I agree. So what are your thoughts on um, the phone and having access to your partner's phone? I think that it's completely normal i think it provides a security blanket from tr- from a trust standpoint right mm-hmm. to say okay you know my password it's sitting right here if you really feel the need to go through it if it'll make you feel better go ahead but i also think there's a personal privacy level that needs to be accounted for right because one thing that we do i fell victim to it in the beginning honestly we take We think, okay, we're in a relationship and now we're one. And in a way, yes, but 
in another way, that person still needs to have their own identity. They still need to be able to be an individual. And so for my partner, right, he has a lot of friends that are guy friends that confide in him about some pretty deep, dark stuff. Um, be it past military stuff or, or different things, relationships of their own that they're not sharing with me. They're not sharing, they're sharing it with him. Right. So what do I look like going through, snooping through his phone, reading all these conversations that they don't want anyone else to know? You know, if he wants me to know, he will let me know. Um, so I think there's a fine line there, you know, having the security blanket of, I know the password should make somebody feel better. Now, it would be a different situation if I said, I'm not giving you my password. It's my phone. You don't need to be in my phone. That should raise some red flags. Most definitely. You know? Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, have you changed for your partner? And if so, have they been good productive changes or are they have, have they been more like sacrifices? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, I my I really do believe that you have to before you get into a relationship, and this is something your parents and your grandparents and friends and they'll tell you as you're growing up, right? Um, you know, you need to know who you are before you get in a relationship, and it's like, what are you talking about? Does that make sense? But as you grow up, you kind of realize there's a lot of truth to that. Mm -hmm. You need to know who you are before you can go get involved with someone else. Because if you know what you stand for, what you're willing to kind of tolerate, not tolerate, what's your deal breaker, right? You need to be deep rooted enough within yourself that you can stay true to you. And the person that comes into your life should do nothing but add value, that doesn't mean you won't have to make sacrifices, you know, when you get into a relationship. They should be slight and minor. But if my partner came in and started trying to change who I was, what I like to do, how I, my natural personality, that probably wouldn't work for me. Um, you know, I'm very social, spontaneous, funny. Um, I like to be at the party scene and it's not because I want the attention. It's because I like that environment. Right. He's very much an introvert. You know, he's a lot softer spoken than I. So we struggle to kind of find that balance. Right. Um, and so I kind of realized, well, we got older, we had kids the whole nine, but I kind of realized how in his shoes, this looks like I'm being disrespectful maybe to him. Oh my gosh. And see, I was going to, that's, I was thinking that as you spoke on this, because I've been, I'm very outgoing mm-hmm. and I've been accused many times of being flirtatious, flirtatious when I'm in fact not being flirtatious. I'm just the social butterfly as it were. When I go out, I talk to everybody. Yeah. I wear that smile because I want to share that smile, yeah. but I'm not flirting and have been accused, like I said, many times. So how have you guys handled that? Because you're very outgoing. You smile a lot when, you, when you're out and you seem to be that social butterfly as well. It, again, it's that fine line of stop and listen to what your partner is saying bothers them. And then don't listen to respond. Listen to truly hear what they're saying. And you have to always assume positive intent. Assume that that person's coming from a natural, genuine, vulnerable place. 
And then you kind of share your thoughts, right? And so now both sides of the picture are on the table and both parties have to be open and willing to listen. And then you together kind of find the compromise, right? Because it might be something as simple as me saying, hey, you might have thought that I was flirting with all these people because I'm out, but it's just my personality. Like, this is how I am. This is what I do. And hopefully that kind of stuff is early on in the relationship because if you're years in and they just realize that you're... That's a problem. Yeah, that's, that's problem. <laughs> they weren't listening at they all. They were not listening. Um, <laughs> they did not know the assignment. Yes. No, they failed the assignment. Um, but, you know, for me, it's kind of, okay, so I know this kind of maybe bothers him. And he's come a long way too. He's understood that. He's kind of know, gotten to know over the years how I am as a person. And he doesn't let a lot of that stuff bother him. Now, I'm also very cognizant when I'm out. You know, if we're out, am I going to go on the dance floor with a bunch of random people and dudes and shake my butt and act a fool? No, because I know that that's already a trigger for him. Um but I'm also still going to go out and smile and laugh and have a good time with my friends. And um, it's that fine line. It's the balance. That makes sense. So a lot of people that I talk to, they feel that trust and communication is a deal breaker as well. Mm-hmm. So um, how have you guys, and, and forgive me if I'm having you repeat yourself, communication do you know how many people out here do not know how to communicate i mean how did you find that how did you obtain that tool i mean please give us a tip because i i personally suck at it i mean i shut down i just Mm -hmm. don't talk Mm -hmm. if i'm upset with you you're gonna know i'm upset because i've been told the light goes out Mm -hmm. and it takes me processing time Mm -hmm. and i'm the same you know i went from my communication language was you're going to know because I'm going to scream and I'm going to holler and I'm going to cause a scene. Um, but that doesn't get anybody anywhere. Mm -mm. Right. So I've kind of, he's helped me subconsciously grow and learn how to do that. He, he, like I said, when we first started dating, his communication skills were zero. So we have really evolved together and help each other. And I think communication starts with, you have to be open to getting your feelings hurt, one, and people telling you things you don't want to hear about yourself. Taking it as constructive criticism. criticism. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have to want to understand the other point of view, right? Because if I don't really want, if I think I'm right, I'm mad at you, I don't care how you feel, I'm going to go off, shut down, and close the door. But I also think that with that, it's how much you want to be with that person. Well, how much you want to be with that person is 100%, right? If I Mm -hmm. could care less about your... uh, I'm not changing. Right. I'm not changing. You piss me off. See you. Bye. Have a good day. Right. Um, But with someone that's invested and we've got time, right, and want have the desire to want to grow and be together you whether you're 50 whether you're 80 whether you're 10 you should always strive to grow and get better and learn something new it doesn't mean you're compromising yourself or your values but there's a lot of things over the years that I look back and I'm like wow I've really grown as a person because I would have never been able to calmly sit down on the couch and say okay this is how I feel 
I now I'm going to listen and I want to understand where you're coming from and truly listen. And that might mean that they tell me something that I don't like and it might hurt my feelings and force me to like look in the mirror and say, darn, Heather, you're a bitch, you know, or right. you act this way. Um, and that doesn't mean I have that everything that person says is right either. You know, that's their point of view. Their but perception. you have to be able to be open enough and listen. And then, again, that C word, compromise, find something in the middle. Is this how on the scale of 1 to 10, is this a minor issue we can work through? Or is this an issue where it's like, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not willing to budge on this. So we now we've got a situation that we got to figure out next steps. But it sounds like you guys have been doing a, an excellent job at that. We have been doing a great job. Um, you know, our arguments went from disagreeing every other day about something so silly to we really don't argue. And I think it's because we communicate. We just, instead of letting it build up and get pent up, it's, hey, and it's not aggressive either. Hey, babe, you know, this happened. It just, what's going on here? This made me feel this way. And instead of jumping to the defense, what do you mean? I'm not perfect. Yes, I am. I'm perfect. I don't do anything wrong. You know, <laughs> you take that and you say, okay, well, you. I think you interpreted it wrong. Or right. this is what I meant by it. And you Because have, a lot of it's misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where trust even comes into play there. Because you have to trust that what you're being told from your partner is the truth. They're saying, no, I didn't mean it this way. I meant it this way. Right. And, and you have to trust your partner enough to say, okay, I believe that you genuinely didn't understand what you were doing that frustrated me or whatever the situation may be. So relationships are work. It's like a full-time uh-huh. job. It's Seriously. A, yeah. yeah. And but you I, really have to want it. Mm-hmm. And you guys have faced a lot of adversity. Yes. I mean, you both came with, you had your own children. Yep. So you have now have stepchildren, interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're nine years in, you're getting ready to get married and you guys have made it work. Kudos mm-hmm. to you. Seriously. Yeah. It, it's work. It, to say it's a walk in the park it is a lie, you know? And again, that's what are the reasons that People are divorcing after a year of being married. People are breaking up after one thing happens, right? Um, I know personally, we we know a couple personally that went into a situation and they ended up splitting up and it wasn't because they didn't love each other, didn't want to be together. They just threw in the towel because it got hard. And, you know, to this day... They and sometimes still, it's not just that, it, and maybe it is that it gets hard, but sometimes it's communication, the lack yeah. of communication on one person's part. Like you mm-hmm. can have one person that's really trying to communicate, and if the other has no communication skills, yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing, right? It sucks because you have, and it goes, I will keep going back to the beginning. When it when the time is right and you're in a relationship where you're like, okay, this is something you have to have the upfront crucial conversation and talk about all those things because the reality is we're going to face road bumps. We're going to face obstacles. We're going to face adversities. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. (laughs) And think about it. People are in the honeymoon phase the first year or two. And then the real world hits and they don't know how to deal with it. Mm -mm. They're like, oh, I'm used to everything being perfect. And they don't want to deal with it. And they don't want to deal with it. And they run, Mm -hmm. you know, so... 
having those conversations up front, what is acceptable for you? What is not like, where do, where are, where do you stand as a person? Right. So we can get all that on the table. Cause you might realize then and there, well, I have morals that I'm not going to compromise and you have morals that are very different and you're not going to compromise. Right. So before we need to have that tough conversation in the beginning. I agree. Because if, if you meet them and, you know, as you said earlier, it's all about physical attraction. It's that physical attraction. Mm-hmm. And if that all it amounts to, once you start digging in with someone two, three years in and, and you're seeing, you know, the issues that they have or that you have and, and it, it just. Mm-mm. And you can't be one. It can't be one person, right? Doing all the work because. You might think, okay, well, this, well, not only that, but this person wants me to change this and that's not a big deal. I can appease them for this. And then it's this, and then it's something else. And two, three years down the road, you're not even who you are anymore because you've tried to appease another person that's completely pulled you out of your true identity. That's why it's so important to know who you are, where you stand, what you're willing to bend on and not. Because there's a lot of people I see that friends that I've had many, many years and they get in this relationship and you see it from a mile away and you can't save them because they're, you're watching them transition from somebody that they are themselves and then they're trying so hard to please someone else that you don't even know who they are. No, I agree. I know this girl who started dating this guy and um, he would always speak to her about, uh, you know, having an open relationship and how he had those before and you know she liked him so much that something that she would not normally even entertain yeah she entertained I mean right down to okay I'll be the primary or the main right whatever you want to call it you know the side chick the main chick the freaking bilateral chick whatever Mm -hmm. um and she actually entertained that yeah it's amazing what people and I don't want to say talk you into, but basically talk you into. Yeah. Because you're not strong enough with who you are, right? You don't have that core foundation of who you are. Um, same thing, right? I know, again, a girl that ended up on drugs. I mean, smart college degree, you know, very intelligent woman, um, had everything in the world going for her. And she liked this guy so much he got her hooked on drugs and next thing you know it's like what the hell happened Happened. you know run (laughs) right (laughs) you know but i think that's because people remove what's important to them to try to please someone else yes and you can't do that Mm -mm. no because eventually your person is gonna fight Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That inner inner person is going to say, no, this is just not working for me anymore. And yeah. there you, you have it. You're two years into this. So uh, what does my son call him? A situationship. Yeah. You're two years into a situationship and going, what have I been doing for the last two years? Yeah. This is not who I am. This is not how I wanted to be in a relationship. This is ridiculous. Yep. I agree. Okay. So I appreciate your time. I've loved the conversation, but before we close, what are some tips that you can give my single people that are, you know, trying to get into the dating scene? And what are some tips that you could give people in relationships that are going through some stuff? 
Well, I think one, right, is don't rush into anything. You know, you don't start, you, you can't look for a relationship. It has to find you and it will when it's ready. That's the authentic real version of relationships when you're running out to a bar or you're on a dating website or you're looking for something or someone and so your perception of what that person really is might be fabricated in your mind because you're yearning that bad to find something damn you're good i know (laughs) i know you can buy my book online (laughs) um But you're searching to find someone that you're willing to compromise, again, the values because you're like, oh, he's cute. He has a decent job, but he might not check X, Y, and Z on these boxes that I initially would never entertain. But because I'm looking so badly and I just need to find something, we're human. You know, we're human. We're naturally going to try to find, if we want it, we're going to get it. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen, right? So... Letting things happen naturally, staying away from a bar. You know, you go out to a bar and you want to drink and party and have a good time. The chances that you're going to find somebody that's looking for anything long term is slim to none. They're looking for a hookup. They're looking for wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, on to the next one. And you'll find them in the bar 24 hours later doing the same thing to somebody else. You know, Um, really learning a person before you jump into a relationship. That's. That's what it's all about. I believe you have to have the attraction and then you have to start building a friendship before you just jump into... So you don't think sex should come first? No, I don't. Who are you? I don't know. (laughs) I'm a reformed person. But, you know, think about it. It's as a woman, especially, right? And women are just as bad as men nowadays. But women, we just have the standard expectation that we're supposed to hold ourselves to um, a level of professionalism if that's what you want to call it and think about how many women in this small town whose names are run through the mud because they're out and they're laying down with several different people and you don't even have to be laying down with them right if you're just seeing yeah with them yes Yes. and your reputation precedes you for sure so you know just being cognizant of that right because Try And this is where a guy's mindset would definitely come into play. But I would think if I'm a man, you know, I'm not going to want to go. If I meet you at a bar and one to two days later I'm in bed with you, I'm not interested in in building with you. Because how many other people have? Exactly. Um, And then the Internet. The Internet is not real. People are going to allow you to see what they want you to see. And that's that's it. So utilizing the internet as a platform to think that you're going to get to know a person or you can figure out, oh, I met this guy. Let me stalk his Facebook or his Insta to see what he's about. He's going to show you what he wants the world to see. Right. But you're not going to learn any flaws about that person on their social media. Oh, not at all. Not at all. He's going to be beautiful because mm-hmm. that filter's going to make that him filter. beautiful. Those filters are bomb. <laughs> Those filters are the shit. Yes. I look nothing like my Facebook Oh, I look picture. like Halle Berry, the white version, <laughs> for sure, when I put filters on. Now, what about married couples or couples that are in relationships? What advice can you... You have to communicate. It will not work if you don't communicate. It's a constant work in progress. And it gets, for me personally, it gets easier over 
time. You Once you learn how to communicate, you learn your partner's love language, you learn how to, what ticks and triggers, you can get in front of it and kind of prevent a lot of the situations from imploding. And as long as you're communicating and you're open and honest, a lot of things become easier than they would if you don't. You know, it's funny. You mentioned love language and I just did um, my oldest son was dating a girl and she looked at me, I don't know, a couple months back and she said, so what's your love language? And I'm thinking, love language? What the fuck is she talking about? Is there, love there's language? like four or five of them, right? Yeah, five, yes. five. yeah. And I realized that mine, I, so I immediately, you know, I played, I played smart. Oh, 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 and then I went and I looked it up and yeah, my love language is touch and affirmation. I mm-hmm. had no idea. That's how well I know myself. Mm-hmm. And at 52, I'm just now starting to learn me mm-hmm. and really like me and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Yep. Fucking late. Talk about late. Yeah. I mean, you're a couple eight balls behind, sister. <laughs> hey, better late than never. That's right. My goal is to live time about 150, so I'm good. I, I have plenty of time. I agree. Totally agree. Anyway, Heather, thank you. I appreciate it, and I hope you come back. Absolutely. Hi everybody, welcome to Datemic, where people of all ages, genders, Hi everybody, welcome to Datemic, where we get together with people of all ages, genders, and walks of life, and they share their experiences, and testing, 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 testing.